Well, hello there, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach podcast, where I give you the step-by-step support and guidance you need on your domestic adoption journey. My name is Amanda, and I'm an adoptive mom of two on a mission to make your adoption easier, faster, and more affordable, because no one should walk the domestic adoption journey alone. Well, hello there, friend, and welcome back to the My Adoption Coach podcast. I am so glad that you've decided to join us today. If you have been finding this content valuable, I sure would appreciate it if you would consider following this podcast on Apple Podcasts or subscribing on whatever platform that you listen to and leaving a rating and review. That sure does help me understand what type of content you're finding value in so that I can make sure and continue to produce more content that will make your adoption easier, faster, and more affordable. Today, I'm sharing five ways you can fund your adoption so that you can reach your goals of becoming an adoptive family. So grab a pad and paper or open the notes app on your phone because I know you're not going to want to miss a minute of this and you're going to find so much value and all of the tips that I'm going to be sharing today. First, before we dive into the five different ways you can fund your adoption, let's take just a minute to talk about what an adoption financial plan is. I know that might sound a little scary, or you might be thinking, wait a minute, what are you doing talking to me about financial planning when this is an adoption video, how to fund your adoption? I'm gonna get really frank with you for just a second, friend. It is really scary to figure out how to fund your adoption, right? But the only way to take away the power or the scariness from the situation is to have a clear understanding of how much money you're going to need in order to fulfill your dreams of adoption. I walk my clients through step-by-step how to create a financial plan. And we do this by really getting clear on what type of adoption you're pursuing an understanding kind of the big, daunting, scary number that really exists there. And then we do an exercise where we walk through all of the other hidden expenses that come along with adoption. We give ourselves a little bit of a cushion, and then we look at the big, nasty number in front of us. And I know that this is scary, but you want to really break it down and stare it directly in the face so that you can then work through a plan on how you can attack that number and how you can reach your goal of becoming an adoptive family without the finances dragging you down. My goal for each and every adoption is to help you adopt without debt. If there is one like singular mission here is always easier, faster, and more affordable. And that really comes through in every single step, including in writing your financial plan. So if you have any questions about how to write an adoption financial plan, you can check out my blog. You can check out my step-by-step course on how to adopt a baby because we do that as one of the steps in setting your budget. But the basic tenets are, if you'd like to try it on your own, it's just understanding how much you're going to need based on the type you're choosing, then coming up with kind of your hidden expenses, brainstorming all of those other things that'll go into that. And then seeing your big scary number at the other end and then choosing some of the strategies that we're going to review in the next section here in our conversation today to help you reach your goal. And then it's just about eating the elephant one bite at a time, setting out where you need to go and putting your strategies to use on how we're going to get there. So let's dive into those five different ways that you can fund your adoption Now, understanding how you can apply that back to your adoption financial plan to really take the number 
down into a much less scary, much more friendly place. Okay, so the five ways that you can fund your adoption. I'll give you an overview and then we'll go through each of them a little bit more in detail. Now, let's dive into the five different ways that you can fund your adoption. The first are savings. I know it's a little obvious, but hang in there with me, friend. The second are fundraisers. The third are grants. The fourth are loans. And the fifth are tax credits. Okay, so let's go all the way back to the top and let's start talking about savings first. So if you haven't checked out my blog, I have several resources over on the blog that talk about savings. I also have other podcast episodes where I talk about savings in general as well and different types of ways to grow your savings. But I'll give you an overview from a savings perspective. So savings, it's all about one, I encourage you not to drain your savings because you are going to have a child to parent at the other end of this journey and children do require money and quite a lot of it sometimes. Um, so you want to make sure that you're protecting what you need to from a savings perspective. But then next, it comes down to creative ways that you can save money every single day within your budget, um, within your monthly expenses, and potentially even ways to make more money from um, a salary or a paycheck perspective every week so that you can grow your savings. Again, I have tons of different tips. I'll give you a few highlights as it relates to this in particular. So the first highlight would be on cutting your monthly expenses. One of my most favorite things to do, even to this day when we're saving for something as a family, is to do a no spend challenge. My friend uh, Jen Smith of Frugal Friends Podcast has an amazing um, resource. She has a couple of books on Amazon, but she walks you through a no spend challenge, basically where you cut out all excess spending um, in your budget in order to dedicate it to, you know, spending based upon your values. Obviously, adoption would be a great value based spending, um, you know, focus for you. So no spend challenges is a great way. Next is reducing your reoccurring monthly bills. So what can you do to reduce your phone bill, your cable bill, your gas bill, uh, being more conscious of your, uh, you know, electricity consumption, things of that nature in order to reduce your reoccurring monthly expenses to have more money to go into savings. The next would be being creative about the different ways that you can make more money on a monthly basis. Can you have a garage sale? Can you have, um, you know, uh, goodness, I just went blank, of course, when I'm recording this. <laughs> I always let you guys into the raw, real me. This is it. <laughs> um, but can you come up with creative ways to find more money? Can you become an Uber driver? Can you deliver groceries? Are there other ways that you can make money in your spare free time that will help you towards your adoption? Next, moving into fundraisers. I like to divide fundraisers into two camps, into a give-get fundraiser and into a direct appeal fundraiser. When it comes to a give-get fundraiser, this is your basic fundraiser, like I'm going to give you something and I'm going to get something. So it's a bake sale. I'm going to give you $5 and I'm going to get a muffin, right? So that type of exchange is a give-get fundraiser. And there are about, I don't know, half a million of those out there when it comes to adoption. I have tons of old blog posts on my website, uh, myadoptioncoach.com backslash blog. You can look there for tons of different ideas on fundraisers. Um, my urge to you would be do something other than the t-shirt. The t-shirt will make you maybe a little bit of money, 
but find something that your audience, that your um, people in your real life and on social media would support, would be interested in and go into that. That's how you're going to make the most money. Again, I have tons of other content, blog posts, um, podcasts, things in the Facebook group to help you as it relates to fundraisers. Um, and that's something that I walk my clients through and how to adopt course is how to create a successful fundraiser, how to market it and how to make sure that you're writing an appropriate profit and loss statement to make sure that you're actually making money off the fundraiser. The next is a direct appeal. From a direct appeal fundraiser perspective, you are simply asking for donations for your fundraiser. Um, there are tons of different ways you can do this inside the Facebook group. On a quarterly basis, I release graphics that you can use that are generic that just say we are adopting or I am adopting. So that way I hit both uh, my couples and my single folks that are adopting that you can use in your own adoption journey. You can download them directly from the Facebook, use a group, use them on your individual social channels, wherever you want to use them to encourage people to uh, donate directly to you. There are some creative resources out there like GoFundMe and even some grants that will match the uh, donations that you get. So make sure you do, again, your research there to understand what are the different options on how you can maximize those donations as they come in. Okay, I know I've thrown a lot at you. I know we've got a few more to go, but I would love to know how you're planning to fund your adoption. Are you planning to use one of these five different ways? Are you writing your adoption financial plan? Do you have questions? I sure would love it if you would leave a comment or a rating and review wherever you're consuming this content so that I know how best to help you. And if you have additional questions, you can always reach out to me in the Facebook group because I'm in there every single day answering every question you have. Again, that's the My Adoption Coach Facebook group. All right, so now let's move back into type number three or strategy number three of paying for your adoption, which would be grants. I had a wonderful interview with um, Becky Fawcett from HelpUsAdopt.org, and they are an organization that actually give grants. And so if you haven't checked that out on the podcast, please be sure to go back and do that. But when it comes to grants, it's really important that you ensure that you align from a values and criteria perspective with the grant organization that you're pursuing, and that you have a clear understanding of their requirements to make sure you meet them. Um, you don't want to be off cycle from a timing perspective and waste all of your time in preparing an application for them. If they request someone to be at a certain stage in their adoption by a certain time frame and you're not going to be there, then you just really wasted your time in preparing. Um, or even worse, some organizations require you to pay to potentially be a grant recipient. Um, and you don't want to waste your money in that in effort as well. So if you have more questions as it relates to grants or you're looking for a particular grant list, I do have an incredible list over in the Facebook group under the guide section. It has a little over 50 organizations that issue adoption grants and the total value of the entire list is a little over $350,000. So I've done a lot of the legwork for you there. I always suggest that you grab it as a resource and look it up and find some you know, folks that are grant organizations that you're interested in. And then go directly to the organization to make sure that the requirements haven't changed. If the requirements have changed, please let me know, friend. I'm always trying to keep the um, information up to date for you. And I, again, I'm just a, an adoptive mom doing this in my spare time. So once I've created the resource, I do revisit it every so often, but maybe not as quite frequently as I would love to. So be sure and share anything back with us that you find as well. The next would be loans. 
Okay, I'm going to try so hard not to get my soapbox here, but loans. You do have a child to care for at the other end of this, so please be careful about loans. I will tell you that this was something that we did in our first adoption journey, and I wished we hadn't. Um, we ended up taking out a personal loan and having to pay it back. Um, we were fortunate enough that we were able to do that because we had budgeted and planned as such. Um, but as many of us, we found ourselves at the end of an expensive fertility journey and then we're facing an expensive adoption journey as well. And so we had to get creative. And so loans were the way that we chose to kind of round out the last little bit of what we needed for our adoption. Uh, loans from an adoption perspective can be rather tricky. You can sometimes take a loan from your 401k, take a home equity loan or a personal loan. Uh, each of the different types of loans will have different requirements, different interest rates in different terms. So it, that does change highly based on individual circumstances. So my counsel to you is one, be really cautious of what you're doing on the back end of this journey, making sure that the loan payment that you're going to be carrying at the end will actually be something that your monthly budget can afford, plus the cost of caring for a child, diapers, daycare, formula, food, clothes, all of the things that a kid needs. You want to make sure you have all of that factored in as well as that loan payment to make sure that your monthly budget can withstand that. Um, so that's, that's my biggest counsel to you, friend. So again, I try to put the soapbox away and we'll move on to number five, tax credits. So this does uh, vary from year to year. I am not an accountant. Um, so do your own research. And I always suggest that the place that you research is irs.gov. Look for the adoption tax credit. There are certain income requirements. There are requirements to, as to how far in your adoption you are before you can submit. Um, for the tax credit. And then obviously you're not going to get a tax credit until the end of the tax year. Now I've had a client or two that have banked on a tax credit to pay off a loan at the end of their adoption. Don't do it friend. One of them, I, I mean, she put herself in so much stress and worry over this. Um, and it was so hard. So just please be super careful here and uh, do your due diligence, talk to an accountant and make sure that you feel really confident in the plan that you're choosing. But most importantly, write a financial plan. Take the power away from that big, scary number that's in front of you by having a clear financial plan. And if you need help on how to create your exact adoption funding plan, I'm here for you. You can use the free resources that I've shared with you in this video, that I share with you inside the Facebook group, or if you want a really affordable way to have someone walk you through the process step by step and then to be there to answer any questions, make sure that you check out the How to Adopt course or the Financial Planning course. Either one will really help you depending upon where you are in your journey. So make sure and click the link below where you're listening to this podcast, where you're watching this video on YouTube, and it will really help you through the overall process. And friend, if you found a lot of value in today's episode, I sure would love it if you would leave me a rating, a review, and make sure that you're either following the podcast on Apple or are subscribed on the other platforms so that you get notified each and every time I release a new episode. Remember, you can do anything and I always have your back.